0: You've always run away from a fight. Have not. You have so. Have not. You have so. Have not. You have so, and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 91 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. The power is yours. This is Chris. It's always mine. Not yours. Well, I meant like the royal yours, as in everyone listening. Oh, you're giving it out to all the people yeah it's everyone's i think that's fair that's fair to say how are you my friend i'm well how are you i'm good i'm good we uh got exciting times coming up ahead oh what's that we got this weekend we got a avengers endgame opening got our tickets oh uh would you say that's like the most important event of your life up to now no okay good i was making sure no it's just a movie right I feel like it's definitely more though. <laughs> it's for this a cultural event. For this one I definitely think that this is a cultural event. It feels like it. It feels like it's going to break every movie record ever. I totally agree. Some people are saying it's going to make like 850 million opening weekend. That would be like insane. It'd be crazy. If it makes a billion opening weekend, it's definitely going to make more than the first one. I feel like it has to. Yeah, I mean there's been a lot of hype. They did the build up really well. But on the other side, I went and bought tickets for us uh-huh. at the theater and i was like oh please 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 do you have tickets for like the 730 this show this was like a week in advance right exactly and when i said it to him i felt like an idiot cuz i'm like do you have any tickets for the 730 opening night show and he goes oh yeah we have like 250 seats see that's the thing i've seen similar well not maybe there's nothing quite similar to the hype for this but like big movies opening weekend around where we live like that's true it's just not a populated enough area like if you want to see it opening weekend you usually can't you're, can. you're going to be fine I think the only theaters, if you wanted to see IMAX around here, you might have a a little little more trouble because there's not too many IMAXs. My cousin told me she lives in D.C. and she said that people are selling tickets for like a $1,000 opening night. That's ridiculous. I would sell. I would sell. If you get an offer for our (laughs) tickets for that, please take it. All right. Absolutely. I could wait literally like a day. Exactly. <laughs> a <laughs> I day is worth a thousand dollars. I would wait like weeks for a thousand dollars. We just have to stay off the internet. That's all it is. Yeah. And honestly, oh, spoilers have already leaked. Like, apparently, like, the whole movie already leaked online. Yeah. I read them all. And that's when. No, I'm kidding. Oh, uh, we'll <laughs> edit that part out. You yeah, just said, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, we won't be no spoiler idea. away. Man, that was that, was that was, crazy, was, though. Man, it really was. I can't believe that. I hope I don't forget to edit that. Uh, but I kind of want to build off that a little bit because just a reminder for our fans is that we have the Guess the Tomato Meter poll out still that link is in our show notes uh, i've put it on twitter i have put it on facebook and you can vote for the tomato meter you're guessing the um audience or the audience score right? no you're guessing the i always say it wrong yeah the no, no, you're, score? you're getting guessing the critic score you're guessing the total the critic, critic score the okay yeah not the audience score the total critic score All correct right. i did that too so that so that's still out that's still out there uh we're probably going to close it coming up maybe wednesday this week because that's when reviews for endgame are probably going to start coming in so we don't want there to be any bias for for that part some people have already uh, submitted but uh, please do that before I have to close it. And uh, whoever wins will get a definitive episode of their choosing. Should be a good time. Uh, Chris, got some uh, poll results to look at here. Poll results. That's right. If you remember last week, in honor of the Game of Thrones premiere, which I thought opened up a lot of new possible questions My in regards to on the show. It? I thought it was kind of boring. Nothing really happened. It was like a refresher episode. Agreed. And, like, I think it you know things happened that needed to happen but like to know there's only six episodes and they spent one sixth of the season that's with true that episode i know it's true i feel like they might have wasted some time i understand what you're saying i do uh, but they still have an hour and a half times five you know, you're right that was probably the shortest episode i of think the it season. is yeah when it was over i was shocked i thought yeah, it was gonna this, be a little longer this one was closer to an hour right i think it was but, like 50 minutes i think it five, clocked yeah. in right about an hour yeah a little short of an hour and a bunch of the other episodes are an hour and a half yeah so they're like movies yeah exactly so i you know i'm not upset i i i have they know what they're doing right i just thought it was i a trust little, them a little you want a lot of dialogue start. and i feel like some of the dialogue is weird in game of thrones recently and especially yeah, because they're making it up yeah brand just sitting there yeah the whole i feel time. like when they lost george rr R. martin's source material for dialogue it suffered a little bit yeah but um they're kind of just like, uh-oh, what do we do now? Yeah, I mean, they're also solving a problem that George R. R. Martin is having trouble with, which is like F-figuring organizing out all, these all plot the threads. plot elements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you if you noticed, Chris, there were dragons. Sure, were dragons. There was some like uh, like How to Train Your Dragon <laughs> moments. I feel there was like <laughs> a was so Disney movie esque <laughs> oh, dragon <laughs> yeah, fly when they're flying flight. around. Yeah, it was basically Daenerys is like, oh my dragons are sick. They're not eating. Let's, let's take go, him for a romantic joyride. Let's go fly. I can show you Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, because of Game of Thrones coming back, we had some dragons going against each other. We had sure you had Dra- dragon Drogon, Viseron and Rhaegal. Versus my picks Game of Thrones Dragons. In Game of Thrones Dragons, right. Versus my picks of Spyro, Mushu, and Smaug. They were great picks. Looking back on it, it's like the most random team ever assembled. It was really random. It was a ragtag mm. bunch. As of now, Chris. They had some spunk though. As of now, 89% of the vote. Spyro, Mushu, and smog <laughs> I think that's more of like an indictment of the Game of Thrones Dragons being disappointing, honestly. I think so. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it for now. But the poll is still up, so people could swing it. People might have been taking out their Game of Thrones anger on this poll. They might have been. You're absolutely right. That's "Ah, what it is. You know, we're going we're going with the underdog here. I actually, it was interesting, like doing that because like the Game of Thrones dragons are, uh, I would say, not traditional fantasy dragons. In in what way? So I normally think of like your traditional like high fantasy dragon, like Lord of the Rings high fantasy of like. Very powerful, but also very smart, and also obsessed with treasure, and obsessed with treasure. And basically, the Lord of the Rings—I mean, sorry—the Game of Thrones dragons are only one of those. They're powerful, but they're not smart, and they don't care. Not obsessed with treasure. Care nothing about treasure. They do protect. Well, I did argue last week that Daenerys was their treasure. Yeah, like it's a cool (laughs) metaphor, but like not quite the same. I'll take it. I'll use it. I think. I think it's pretty deep. I think it's pretty deep. Sure. Uh Chris, moving on before we get to the episode, it's fictional review time. Fictional review time. We've had a couple build up. So I want to make sure that all the – we have three of them. And I'm going to go through them relatively quickly just because I, I want these people to make sure they get their their due respect. Oh, yeah. Sure. So we have one coming from a fan uh that is titled – so the, the the review title is called Hi. H-I. H-I. Five stars. And it comes from reviewer 24 – lath and the number 24 l a t h a n n okay the review says it is a great show keep it up short and sweet short and sweet perfect right to the point you so, have me at five stars so thank you very much uh 24 <laughs> lath and this one's a little a little tough i really wasn't sure what to go with this one the name seems like it could go a lot of places so this is what i did are you familiar with uh a lath uh mr mr woodworker i'm familiar with a lathe i'll take it uh it's like uh it, it turns wood along it's like long axis so you can make like uh i don't know table legs spindles baseball bats pens oh okay so i i found i guess something else maybe something similar in my research okay where like um what are those things called the um uh is it for, like a loom for weaving no what do it's, you, um... can you describe it i'll try to guess it it's like when you up. get when you when we got saw delivered. What was that all on top of? A pallet. Thank you. It's a pallet. So like that piece of uh, each individual piece of wood, like on a pallet, like a oh. small strip of wood. Oh, that might be a laugh. Is, is, is it's re- something like that? Yeah, is referred right. to as. a I laugh. thought you were maybe Miss. Because no. when you said Mister Woodworker, I thought you were maybe thinking of. Sorry, that. Sorry, I apologize. No, no, no. So, so anywho, so that can that can sometimes be referred to as a laugh, like that piece of. You just said. uh Palette, palette. thank you yeah it's just escaped my mind a pallet okay so this is my theory oh boy that this is coming how's that f- spelled by the way real quick l-a-t-h okay okay so this is th- this review is coming from a piece of a palette, a lath that was 24 inches long two feet and has become sentient and has chosen to take on the name <laughs> Anne. okay so we have a lath name ann two feet long Listens to the show, is a big fan. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going with here. Okay. So, uh, twenty-four Lath Ann, let us know. I would be very curious to uh, to know actually what I would what say that is. I'm going to go out on a limb and actually say that it, uh, a sentient a sentient uh, Lath would not be our weirdest fan based on our other that's true. We've reviews, had some because we've weird had some too. some weird ones. Yeah, we had we've had robots. We've had robots. We've had people who hacked the. Uh, uh, credit score yep. it's your account whatever uh, our next one comes from uh, this one was left on Podbean and it comes from uh, a fan whose username is Arashino Hanna A-R-A-S-H-I-N-O H-A-N-A Harashino Hanna and uh, they write great podcasts easy to listen to and wonderful light entertainment love it short and sweet perfect like just like the other one it's, it's great it's that, very nice we really exactly appreciate we you taking for. the time To leave that review for us. So what I found out is the word – or the words (laughs) (laughs) hara – harashi and then no is the phrase that there is in Japanese. Okay. So harashi (laughs) – this is so hard. Harashi no means there is and hana. So I'm going to say that this is a fan from Japan. Her name is Hannah and her username is There is Hannah. And she's just blatantly putting it right there in her username. There there, there, she, is. there she is. She's right there leaving that awesome so, review for us. Hi Hannah. So hi Hannah. Thank you so much for for leaving that review. And then coming in last but not least we have this is another tough one. Some some of these names. I don't know how you've how you've done it all this time. I wanted, I wanted to try a little bit. This you know what? Honestly, it makes tough. me. Oh wait! I'll, after you do this review, I'll, I want to bring up a topic that's like close to my heart. Just okay. To, to get your your read on it. Okay. So this was left on iTunes, and it comes from user. Uh, I don't know how you would pronounce this. If you want to try to help me, it's I N C I N U R O W E R. In New rower. Oh, I would say insinu rower insinu rower i think it sounds cooler it sounds way better because it could be like someone who rows a boat and lights it on fire that's way better than i was gonna give this person (laughs) we'll do yours (laughs) all right so the first thing i went with is ink because it starts off with inc okay yeah so i'm thinking it's a company and i I was thinking of what could be uh Inu. in you so it made me think of the shiba shiba in dogs Okay. So I'm thinking that this is a company that has Shiba Inu dogs that row. Okay. Because it's, uh, I, I saw it as Ink Inu Rower. Okay. Where you saw it as Insinu Rower, which is probably what that person meant. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, that'd be cool I if mean, it was a Pyro on a boat. Yeah, it's c- kind of close to the Pokemon Incineroar. What generation is that? No idea. Oh, Okay. We could bring that up for I'll our just, Pokemon I'll Olympics. I'll just say four. Next one. Okay. That's a As a, a guess. complete guess. That, that sounds right to me. Not one. Doesn't sound like it's from one, two, or three. It might be three. I don't know. I was a big fan of three. Okay. Fans if you of the show okay. know that. So four might be a good guess. Might be four. Uh, so anywho. I um, got to say, Steve. So this, this two, co- out of, two out of three are, So So Actually, good. I just remember. I never even got to read the review. They, they left us five stars, and they said, I've been listening for a while, and this podcast is by far my favorite. Can you do a match of the Red Ranger versus the White Ranger? a good one i'm kind of curious if that's ever been done in the show well uh, not probably not the white range. well remember there was like a pretty like long arc about the green ranger being a bad guy yes who and the green ranger eventually became the white ranger yes so he did kind of fight the power rangers but yeah i don't know yeah um i looked up incineroar generation uh fourth 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 seven. seventh. wow i think he and was- the new one's like eighth i think right the new one that comes out, Short and so, seal, short and Seal, I can't speak today. Sword and Shield. Incineroar was uh, a starter, a fire type starter. Fire and Dark. Uh, eventually, um, he looks like a he's styled like a wrestler, like a um, uh, what do you call those wrestlers that like have like you know the nacho, the masks? Yeah, you know, like kind of, like that type of wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know the word for it. Okay, but like that. Huh. Well, maybe when it comes time for the Pokemon Summer Olympics, twenty twenty. We can branch out to we can gen branch seven. out to Gen, gen seven. What do we do? What did we extend it to last time? I think we only extended to Gen three. I think so. I think so. so we, can, we, could we could bump go. it up a little could, bit. Yeah, it's been a couple years. We'll do that when time comes. You, know, you said you wanted to add something real quick before we get started regarding the uh, fictional reviews. Yeah, here's the thing, and it relates to how people pick their usernames. Ah, okay. Like some people, and especially like people's like Twitch names or like YouTube names of like people that I like watch on those platforms have really cool thoughtful names or really silly names but even so like how do people think of those i don't know like it's it's a little bit funny to me watching like um like uh a bunch of streamers and like they introduce each other as their streamer names and it's always funny being like oh i'm here with at something something yeah right chair guy chair guy 85 Right. That that was a bad example because that yeah. doesn't sound cool. But they're always like <laughs> – they sound cool but also like a ridiculous way to refer to someone. But as. they're also better known by those than they are their they, real names. They are. That's why they use those names like for their brand. But I'm like, how do you think of that? And also it sounds silly. It's, it always reminds me of that scene in um, Infinity War when Peter Parker says, um, oh, we're using our made-up names? Yeah, it's kind of – it's very similar to that yeah. too. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Some, some people come up with really, really good ones. I've, I've – like – spent days trying to figure out my username for something before i've been trying to redo my instagram username my private one and i can't think of anything good me neither like how do people do it I don't do know. they hire someone is there a company that does it oh i'm sure absolutely i want. I wonder how much they charge Mm-mm. i wonder if they get like a percentage of every like you get or something if you do monetize. well if they do that uh, i could get one for free <laughs> yeah Uh, All right, Chris, you ready to get started with today's episode? I think I'm ready to get started with today's episode. All right, let's do it. So please remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Christopher, what are we talking about today? Today's episode is for Earth Day? Is that a question or an answer? <laughs> it's a question. Say like an answer, Chris. I had a... So here's the, here's my <laughs> thought process. I was pretty sure we picked these two characters for Earth Day. Yes. And then I had a, a fear in the back of my mind that was like, wait, wait, it's not Earth Day, it's Easter. No, we're and doing then it for Earth Day. I had a second thought in my mind that was like, but we wouldn't pick these two characters for Easter. They have nothing to do with Easter. Nope, not at all. So it is for Earth Day. It is for Earth Day. So it Earth is Day correct. is just really close to Easter this year. It is very close to Easter. All Earth right. Day is always the same day, April 22nd. Every single year, and this year just happens to be the day right after Easter. All right, we have done an Easter episode. Do you remember what that is? I uh, want to kind of our Easter episode. It was kind um, of ridiculous. Was uh no, I don't remember. It was the rabbit from Monty Python versus Roger Rabbit. Oh, two rabbits. That was like two years ago. Man, that sounds like a great fight. Yeah, it was, I forget what happened. Me but too. hey. Go listen to it if you have not done so. So, yeah, so it's Earth Day, Chris. Uh, Let's celebrate Mother Earth. Happy Earth Day. And let's let's pay pay, pay her some respect with two characters who love the Earth just as much as Mother Earth does. Your character loves the Earth? Absolutely. Your character destroys and defiles the Earth. Mm, I don't know. (laughs) That's that's an opinion. Didn't they, like, poison people and stuff? Well, should I just go right into who my person is? Yeah, please. All right. So I am going to pick uh, Poison Ivy. From the Batman comics The Batman TV shows The bat, one Batman movie That the she was in Batman Forever? Uh, Batman and Robin Oh The really the, bad the, the one bat, No, the bat nipples That one That's the one that basically Killed the franchise No, the bat nipples were great No, that was not good Who was Was that Val Kilmer? That was George Clooney George Clooney The bat credit card Never leave the cave without it <laughs> That was also the one with um, Mr. Freeze Played by Arnold Schwarzenegger Yeah, in oh, game. all those puns Yeah So many puns Everybody chill all right. So anyway, so I'm picking Poison Ivy. A little bit in the background about Poison Ivy. Um, and it had the Joker, Jim Carrey. No, no, no. He was the Riddler. That was another. That's Batman Forever. Oh, I'm really. That's what two. That's what two faces was that Val Kilmer. That's with Val Kilmer. All right, I combined yeah. those two movies in my head, and yeah. I was like, man, that movie had a lot of villains. Yeah, no, in no, it. no. There was only one Joker. Bef- it was it was Jack Nicholson. Riddler, and then um, Ridd- Jim was Carrey the Riddler. was the Riddler. Yeah, Jack Nicholson was the Joker, and then the next Joker was Heath Ledger. So there was like a 20 year gap between. Oh, okay. So wait, which Batman was, um, poison Ivy in (laughs) poison ivy's in Batman and Robin, which is technically the fourth one. That one was really bad. Yes. I actually like Batman forever. That's the one with Val Kilmer (laughs) and, um, two face played by Tommy Lee Jones. and the Yeah. I I also think that movie is objectively bad, but I still like it. I agree. (laughs) It's like campy. It's like campy 60s Batman. I I like campy stuff. Yeah. 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 So, uh, anywho, so Poison Ivy she first appeared in Batman issue 181, which was in June 1966. So she just came on her 53rd anniversary coming up this year. Who was the writer of that one? Do you and know? Uh, she was created by Robert Kanger and Sheldon Moldoff. And That's good trivia. Uh, there you go. And in the in the comics, her name was originally known as Pamela Lillian Isley. She's had some, also some other names along the way. She's had a name of Lillian Rose and Penelope Ivy. But for this purpose, I'm going to stick with the original Pamela Lillian Isley. And she's a botanist who basically just works in Gotham. And, I mean, she really loves plants and sure does. Uh, anything involving, like, nature to an extent. And uh, when an experiment went wrong, she was injected with some different like serums some like different poisons and uh it basically changed her dna oh boy and she became known as poison ivy uh as she is today uh she's basically a woman who is just kind of covered in vines and green leaves and those different types of things you know what that reminds me of what's that everyone's favorite marvel villain swarm oh just just a nice scientist who after an accident but she, into a, but she wasn't a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, Her Swarm oh, yeah. wasn't Nazi. Swarm was actually a Nazi. Yeah, he scientist. moved like to Argentina. I, I think, was leaving right? that out just yeah. for just in case anyone forgot. Yeah, and um, after like some scientific experiment accident, turned into a swarm of bees. Swarm of bees. Hopefully, Phase Four, we will get Swarm. <laughs> um, I hope we get Swarm. I, I write an email to Marvel every day, <laughs> and Kevin Foggy just deletes it. They uh, actually blocked me. <laughs> oh wow, that's when you know you got a problem. So I just keep making fake Twitter accounts. <laughs> At swarm, at swarm one, at swarm two, yep. at swarm three, at swarm of bees. Uh, so, so she, so she um, got injected with these like poisons and, and uh, different types of toxins. And it basically um, changed her DNA where she ends up being able to control any and all plant life on the planet. Uh, She can make things grow. She can make—it's crazy. There's a lot of plants on the. Absolutely, she can make things grow. She can make things die. She can make things expand. She can control them. Uh, She can emit toxins from herself. Yes, yeah. If if this is not a visual podcast, but Chris's jaw just (laughs) dropped right to the floor. There, it wasn't a full drop. It was a surprised face. It was my jaw opened. Did not drop. Okay. All right. Don't worry. I thought that thump. you didn't scare me yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, one thing I want to bring up about Poison Ivy, which I kind of like, don't like this about the character. I think to an extent is that she's very sexualized. Yeah. And sure. when I was trying to find just pictures just to post for like the thumbnail, like it was oh, kind of hard because oh, yeah. this is a family show, and I didn't want anything too risque. Like in, in the Batman movie she's in, Batman, don't tell me. <laughs> Batman. It's not, not called Batman. Don't tell me. It's not called Batman Forever. No. It's called it's Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. And she was not she, very sad. She, she like, tried to seduce Batman, didn't she? She did. Well, th- that's what she does in the comics. So Batman is one of the people who she has kind of like a love-hate relationship with. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does try to seduce him in the comics a lot. Uh, she does work alongside uh, Harley Quinn, but it depends on the comics. Sometimes she's just a friend. Sometimes she's a coworker. Sometimes she's actually a lover with Harley Quinn. Oh. And Yeah. She's also had some relationships with. Oh, there was another person. I forget who it was on the top of my head. Robin. Uh, no, it wasn't Robin. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I, I saw it in my research. But anywho, so like I said, she just uses um, her her ability to. Um, she, she she calls herself an eco terrorist. Like, she's trying to change the world for the better. And I'll kind of go into this more when we talk about our arguments. It's funny that she calls herself an eco-terrorist. Why is that? Because that's literally who Captain Planet Planet fights. fights. Absolutely. Yeah. He fights eco-terrorists. She's kind of like Thanos in a way where she sees that there's a problem with the planets. Sure, yeah. And she wants to address those problems even though it might be through negative means. Uh Uh-huh. So I'll leave it at that uh for for poison ivy and i'll i'll let you uh do your pitch on your guy who you just kind of tease captain a little planet. bit yeah they, he actually fights eco villains but it's like it's, very, a, it's similar. very similar terrorists are villains so uh captain planet and the planeteers as it's fully called uh was a television show created by ted turner and barbara Pyle. uh it's uh it it fills it fills a category called edutainment which is you know it was yeah. made f- for educational – It's kind of like a door to the explorer. Yeah. It's, but it's educational like, but also fun. Like, yeah. It, You're it, learning something. It tried to teach you something, and what right. it tried to teach you was environmentalism pretty right. much. Um, it was also well-known for having famous actors voice their villains. It was funny. I, I was looking through who voiced the villains. They got some good people, right? It's an all-star team. You had Ed Asner. Yeah. Um, John Ratzenberger. Jo- John Ratzenberger. Jack Goldblum. Was on there. Yeah. Want to know a crazy one? Meg Ryan did one. Yeah. I saw Meg Ryan was on there. There's another really famous person Um, too. Oh, Martin Sheen. Oh, I didn't even remember Martin Sheen. He was on one of them too. Yeah. And uh, as far as voices on the, uh, on the good guy's side, they had um, Whoopi Goldberg. She played like their God, right? uh, Gaia. Gaia. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The, this, the mother earth character. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, Whoopi Goldberg, I'm sorry. Gaia's voice, Whoopi Goldberg was replaced by Margot Kidder for seasons four through six. Uh, 1993, 1996, uh, Margot Kidder, you might know as playing Lois Lane in Superman. There you go. Uh, also LeVar Burton voiced, um, one of the kids, one of the kids. Yeah. Uh, he was the only other one I know. Like there, I was actually looking it up today. So, so so I don't want to give you the information on your person, but all of the kids that they picked were representing different cultures from around the world. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like they were also trying to pitch. Uh, globalism at the same time of uh, as environmentalism, like because like, yeah. they're like all the kids coming together, and one of the kids was a member of the Soviet Union. Yes, that's k- true. Uh, until after the name? Soviet Union fell, I think they changed the country. Linka, her name was Linka, yeah. and they referred to her as being from Eastern Europe. That's what it was after the Soviet Union because it happened right in, during the fall of it. Yes, but uh, anywho, that that actress she voiced uh, Phil and Lil Deville from Rugrats. There you go. There you go. Well, Sorry. That's cool. I, I don't want to step on your toes. Today, no, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll, when I'll... I was doing some research today, I was also looking. Because I saw LeVar Burton. I said, oh, yeah, I know him. But, like, what are the other ones up to? So the way Captain Planet works is there's these, there's these five kids. They were chosen by Gaia. Uh, they were each given a ring mm-hmm. that represents four of them are elements. One of them is heart. And they give them these powers that they will use to help the Earth. Yes. And when they encounter a problem that they cannot solve – they will combine their powers, and they will summon Captain Planet, everyone's favorite blue underwear-wearing superhero. Yeah, he looks really weird. He's like, his, if you were to describe his clothes, like, they would be honestly hard to buy from a store. Like, he's wearing a crop top. It's basically, yeah, a really crop a top. A really like, crop top. It's up to, like... It, up it, to his nipples. Yeah, up to his nipples. I mean, you like the nipple suit. Captain Planet's delivering <laughs> it right here. And, like, very short sleeves and then he's and like he said he's blue and then he has like a green mullet green mullet and like yeah. a speedo and then he's wearing a speedo and a belt and a belt and, and to hold his, speedo and I think he has his boots him. too yes he has red boots yeah. uh interesting fact about the boots i don't think he had them in seasons one and two and then he had boots later i wonder what made them add that later on they probably were like this guy needs boots the boot lobby <laughs> lobbyers coming in yeah they have they have a lot of power in kids animation yeah so the five kids mm, i think it's worth talking about to talk about the source of Captain Planet's power. You got Kwame, who was voiced by LeBar Burton. He's from Ghana, Africa. He's the power of Earth. Wheeler is from New York. He can. He's power of fire. Uh, Linka, like we mentioned, she's from the Soviet Union or for, former Soviet Union. She has the power of wind. Guy is from Asia. He's water. And Mati is from the Amazon, and he wields the power. Or she. I think that was a girl, right? Mati? Yeah. Uh, she wields the power of heart. So and every every continent except Australia and Antarctica are represented. You're right, which is well, fine. It's hard to. I mean, yeah. five out of that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, collectively, they're known as the Planeteers, and they defend defend the Earth from environmental disasters with the help of Captain Planet. So normally, the the show will will start by Gaia uh, having some type of planet vision where she like finds out something bad happening. Like, let's see some of the some of the villains are like. They're all eco villains. So, like, um, one guy represents the dangers of overconsumption and greed. So he could be doing like, I don't know, say like deforestation, something like that. Over overproduction. Yeah, and actually, their names are pretty funny. Oh, and another thing, Captain Planet is known for is his puns. <laughs> oh, do yeah. you have any off the off the cuff? Or uh, I'll see what I can do. All right. Um, so the villains: Hoggish Greedly, who was voiced by Ed Asner. He's the one who represents overconsumption and greed. He was a pig-like human. Uh, he had a henchman named Rigger, who was voiced by John Ratzenberger. Um, there's another villain, uh, Verminous Scum, voiced by Jeff Goldblum, and later replaced by Maurice LaMarche. I saw that he was replaced, yeah. Uh, he's part human, part rat. He represents urban blight, disease, and drug abuse. Another character, Duke Nukem, not the same as the video game Duke Nukem. Uh, he's a doctor who char- changed himself with a radioactive mutant. He changed himself into a radioactive mutant, and he represents the misuse of nuclear power. Wow, they're, they're really getting topical. Yeah, he was very powerful. Yeah. Uh, he had a, a henchman named Lead Suit, who was voiced by Frank Welker. Who was the voice of Megatron. No way. I'm pretty sure. Wow, you are good with your voice actors. Got him, uh, Dr. Blight, who was voiced by Meg Ryan from 1990 to 1991. Later, Mary Kay Bergman, and then Tessa Abergenau in oh tessa abergenois was in a spin off show called okay KO, let's be heroes uh not talking about that uh she was a mad scientist who represents the dangers of uncontrolled technology and unethical scientific experimentation kind of similar to poison ivy i would say a little bit yeah did poison ivy purposely um you said she had she, like she was of, she I, was working with a, uh, a mentor was hmm. it an accident that gave her, her powers or was it done on purpose they, they just basically wanted to see what would happen if they did that. Okay, that's not Yeah, unethical. so it wasn't like they were purposely trying to create a, a yes, superpowered person. But still unethical. Sure. This person, as a result of self-experimentation, the left side of her face is horribly scarred. Oh, boy. Uh, she has an artificial intelligence henchman named Mal. Okay. Who was voiced by David Rappaport and then later Tim Curry. Okay, I know Tim Curry. Um, another villain named Luton Plunder wealthy poacher who represents the eagle evil, evils of unethical business actions voiced by james coburn and ed Gil, ed gilbert uh a henchman named argos bleak uh two two more villains or well three more sly sludge voiced by martin sheen and then jim cummings um represents laziness ignorance and the dangers of apathy and short-term thinking uh a henchman named ooze uh, another villain, Zarm, voiced by Sting in 1992, 1992 then David Warner, and then Malcolm McDowell, a uh, former spirit of the planet who left Gaia in search of other worlds and ended up laying other populous planets to ruin, lacking Gaia to balance out his method. He represents war and destruction. So you're really getting everything. Yeah, he was pretty powerful, too. You're getting greed, war, nukes. Oh, yeah. Whatever they could... Yeah, so the, three, the three most powerful and the only three that could take on Captain Planet, like 1v1... Were Duke Nukem, okay, the nuclear radiation guy, okay. Zarm, this former spirit who's war and destruction, and then Captain Pollution. Oh, is it like is it like Bizarro very, Captain Planet? Very yeah, okay. very the very on the nose opposite of Captain Planet, All who right. is who pollutes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's pretty strong, and he looks like an inverse version of Captain Planet. He's like yellow. Okay, uh, I think he still has a mullet. When like. When he gets summoned, he says, "By your polluting powers combined, I am Captain Pollution." When Captain Planet would say, "By your powers, by combined. Your powers combined," and then when he combined. leaves, he says, "The polluting power is yours." Wow, he's he ripped off he's, all he's his devu- catchphrases. God, I hate him so much. Not even just you, because of him being a villain; he's just a copycat. Yep, I agree. It's just, pure plagiarism. That's that's what he mostly represents: oh, plagiarism. Uh, all right, so so then. What's your what's your game plan here? Coming my, after poison my game poison plan is to overwhelm you with my basically superior powers as a like, uh, otherworldly being, okay, or, or a just a, just a more like he's not human, and no. he's not limited by human, you know, limitations. I think the only problem is is that you are only going to come if you are summoned by the planeteers. Uh, which means that poison ivy has to do something to make them feel as though they need to join their well, their, their of, rings. I think that that could happen because like you are an example of unethical scientific research and then you're probably misusing your powers to like grow crazy plants all over somewhere. You probably made a bunch of like I don't know, Venus flytraps. So, so so all right, so let's say for example, that's a, that's a that's a great idea. So so let's say that there is an area and there is just an, an an intense amount of flies insects flying around, right? Now Poison Ivy sees this as a problem, so she's going to use her powers to create a whole bunch of Venus flytraps mm. that are now just going to eat all these flies. So, yes, is she doing something bad? In a sense, yes, because she's creating all these these plants to change the ecosystem, but she's trying to do it for the better. So that's where she could be seen as kind of like an eco terrorist where she's, she's trying to, what if you mess up the ecosystem? What if some like frogs needed to eat those flies and now you messed up the frog population and then that messes up something else. It's a delicate balance. it, it, It is. It's a, it's a butterfly effect. Uh, but poison ivy, since she is a botanist, she would know what needed to be done. Like how many would flies? She? I mean, I don't absolutely, know. absolutely. Like she would well, know how many flies needed to be eaten. Understand the delicate balances of an ecosystem. You don't think so? No, I think it's too complex It's too complex for one crazy scientist to understand. Here's here's a, here's an alternate scenario. Okay. Uh, based on poison ivy's values, would she ever consider killing humans to help to save plants? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Perfect reason for the planeteers to go. Okay. All right. So you think you think that someone who wants to help plants is a bad person? It, it's if they're, exactly if they're killing people. Your Thanos analogy was perfect. Like, she technically is trying to solve a problem, but right. like her method is wrong. Okay. So so say for example that poison ivy created all these venus fly traps okay you as captain you don't planet, have to go with that example but okay that's i think fine. it's a good example though okay. I, th- I, I think it really is so let's say for example poison ivy does that what are you captain planet going to do about it uh they're going to come and they're going to be like poison ivy you got to stop with the venus fly okay traps. she's not going to stop and then it's like we got to fight you okay so all right so say hypothetically that you beat me okay okay and we'll put that to the side what are you going to do with all these venus fly traps now because they're um, still there. Right. I, I'm not sure what they would do. Because now you're in an ethical pickle, my friend. Right. Because now do I you... Do the plants? Do you destroy the Venus flytraps? Now so you are think, just as bad as uh, I poison ivy. I don't think destroying Venus flytraps is as bad as killing a human. Okay. Um but but captain planet as someone who stands for protecting the environment well, you would be destroying if the environment the venus fly traps are ultimately a net negative on the environment like they'll they'll hurt an entire ecosystem by existing okay it is the right decision to get rid of the venus flytraps. okay i'm doing the exact same thing except with the flies in that opinion i think that the flies no, are negatively impacting I'm the think, ecosystem and i'm using the venus fly traps well, how, to solve that solution how are the flies negatively impacting the ecosystem because they are damaging other plants in the area so and you just, just think you, you just think, they're, think just they're, they're negatively impacting the plants in in that ecosystem Right, but that could be an important part of that ecosystem. That's like saying a lion might negatively impact a gazelle by eating it, but that's important to the ecosystem. But it depends how many lions there are, in this sense, how many flies there are. I'm saying that so, – I, I started off the argument by saying that there is an insane amount of flies. All right, like I guess many you flies. made your hypothetical scenario being built upon the predicate that there are too many flies, right. then there are too many flies. You're Correct, right. yes. Okay, so I guess this that is not the best example of the planeteers coming to fight you. Okay. It – It'd be more of like you recklessly did it in a way that hurt other things. Okay. Like, what if there was an unintended consequence of you eating the flies and the fact that, like, you made super powerful Venus fly traps that start eating people? That'd be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But also well, bad. So, say if, 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 if she did do that, okay, she would probably let that go on for a little bit. And then once it gets to, like, a certain point, she'd, she'd pull it back and be like, all right, it's would time, she? It's time. I, I don't know. I thought. Poison ivy was a little bit like unhinged in terms of her like love of plants, where she would just be like, Oh, my babies keep going she does she uh I guess that's a good point yeah she does she does love her plants, so she would see them as more important than yeah the humans yes, because exactly. she because she she views her like in in the comics, she is seen as more of a plant than she is seen as a human because her DNA has been so intertwined with different toxins. And, yeah, and, sure. And, um, so, I, I mean, I think we agree that there are, are situations that the Planeteers would come to try to stop Poison Ivy, right? I would agree. Okay. Um, but, now you, but the problem with you, though, is that you rely on those five being together. Poison Ivy could do something to take one of you guys out. She could use, like, roots and, like, tie you up and have you so that way you can't, like, put out your your, your hand to, right, to join the power right. ring. It's very important for us to put our rings together. You all so have to have, have your to rings touched together. So if she uses the roots to to bound one of them up or uh, she has, like, a Venus phi trap eat one of them <laughs> or uh, – um, I guess then – So she's she has kind a, of changing... a lot of poison ivy come and – you're, you're a little bit, like, changing the rules of engagement of our fight because if the fight is Captain Planet versus Poison Ivy. So Captain Planet should, like, technically have been already summoned for this fight. Okay. But that's just – so, so like, you have to get to the nitty-gritty. Just to indulge you, though, like, okay. if that were to happen, they'd have to pick a new – they'd have to replace that person. Could you just give it to another kid and just be like, yo, kid, hold this ring and just say this element (laughs) real quick. And then then we'll be good and we have Captain Planet. In the show, you have to kind of have at least some connection to it. And you have to have that T-shirt. But I don't know if that's like a preference or if that's a hard rule. That's true. Like maybe that's just like the, you know, it's ideal if they can have a connection, but if they don't have to. Okay. Yeah, right, 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 right. And could someone have more than one ring? I don't know. Ooh, that's an even better question. Then it's too much power for one person. Yeah, you have fire and earth and one. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be too crazy. It's like who watches the planeteers at that point? <laughs> they have too much power. They need to have some kind of oversight committee, right? All right, so that was uh, I'll say the Captain Planet was summoned. I just want to do that for fun, just to just to kind of see what could happen. Sure, I mean, it's pretty, I'm glad you brought it up. There's another interesting weakness that like kind of relates to like what you were saying. Like there are situations that could make it difficult to summon Captain Planet. Also, after Captain Planet's done, he kind of returns to the Earth, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was the one episode where two of the um, kids were basically they were, they were stranded in, space, in right? space. And he couldn't show up. And since their elements were not on Earth, he couldn't return. No, he—he he, they were able to summon him. Oh. But he couldn't return. Oh. So he existed, but he lost his, like, godly powers and kind of had the so powers like of a dude. human. Wow. Yep. Interesting. Yep. So if somehow I was able to get your guys into or I, space. Or even just the rings, possibly. Hmm. I can, do you have any plants that can, are, if you can you control plants on the moon? I mean, if I was able to grow, like, a beanstalk. To the moon. You could grow a beanstalk to the moon. Well, at least to, like, pretty <laughs> cl- high up in the ozone oh, okay. layer. Yeah, got gotcha. you. And then – so this is what I would have to do. I'm not going to do this, but we'll <laughs> just do this just for argument's sake. So I use the vines to get all five of your rings from the kids. So okay. I, so, imagine like a like a hand made out of vines. Sure, uh, yeah. On each finger is the power rings, like and a then, thorn whip type deal. Exactly, and then I go up the, the beanstalk, <laughs> and I'm at the tippy tippy top of the beanstalk, which is pretty close to like entering like yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> entering space. And then it just throws them <laughs> out into space, and they're just all orbiting the <laughs> Earth, all just going around the Earth. Never find them. <laughs> no, maybe they'll burn up in the atmosphere one day or something. I don't know. That's a that's a good strategy, honestly. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm gonna, but this is going to be my strategy. I'm going to Captain Planet's weakness, Chris. His weakness. Wait, can I just tell you my powers first? Just oh. so we can see how strong I am before you talk about Absolutely. my weakness. Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Huge, just crazy powers. <laughs> Molecular changing. He can shape shift and alter his size. It's pretty size. intense. It's thought that his actual size is the size of the Earth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Flame projection. So he can... Shoot fire, so he can burn plants if needed. Doesn't sound like someone who wants to protect the planet. Sometimes you have to burn plants to protect the planet. I mean, right, it's fair enough. Controlled burns, I understand. Uh, what water projection? All right. So he's a fireman. Earth control. He's an earth bender Air control. He's basically the Avatar. He's exactly like the Avatar. You're right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not all though. Okay. Well, actually, flight is the next one. That's also like the Avatar. All right. So he has Appa. Okay, and then. Uh, Although in the Avatar state, he could fly. True. So, uh, but here we go. Superhuman strength. Okay. Invulnerability. Okay. Telepathy. Okay. And in what can (laughs) only be considered a superpower in comics or in cartoons empathy he has the power of empathy he can empathize with other people absolutely Which in can a be super there. powerful way so do you think he can then empathize with poison ivy absolutely he and, does. Under, and understand that what she's trying to do is trying to help the planet yeah, honestly if this was a real episode of captain planet he would empathize with her he would convince her like her goals are noble but her methods, her methods are, are, are wrong yeah and they'd probably find a way to like accomplish it in like an ethical way yeah this would be a great episode it, 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 it's it actually could fit it's like it's you're perfect. not that we far fit. off from a normal captain planet villain right I, I see what you're doing it's not the best way let's talk it out yeah and and let's see what we can do here but though he has powers Chris he also has his weaknesses his oh, I weakness, didn't know that what are his they? weakness being pollution sure yeah well, now poison ivy she's not really gonna create a lot of pollution but one of his weaknesses is also mental pollution which in the show is hate mm-hmm. she could hate him <laughs> and do acts of hate that could cause a weakness to him what Chris. kind of things would she do Did you have any thoughts on i that? feel like to be honest with you i feel like she could just say captain planet i hate you <laughs> and he would be like oh do you think it's that oh. simple you just have to say i hate you to him and he just like loses all his powers or if she just does hateful acts, like unleashing an army of Venus flytraps on people, to try to like reduce the population, perhaps. Like I, th- I think he could see that as a as a form of hate. But it doesn't say really what happens to him when he experiences hate. Like, does he lose his powers? Is he is he unable to to rationalize? Does he does he disappear? It's it's not really it's not really clear. There was an episode of. Uh captain planet where he gets kidnapped Mm -hmm. did you did you know about did you read anything about it i'm curious how he got kidnapped i don't know if they did anything like that no yeah it's called deadly ransom season one episode five i don't know how he got kidnapped he got kidnapped by dr blight and duke newcomb and they hold him for ransom in in antarctica demanding barrels of nuclear waste in exchange for his life so they have to save him without their powers interesting it could be challenging now as I, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I said that Poison Ivy is very sexualized in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Some of that actually comes from the comics because in the comics, she seduces both men and women a lot. And what I could also do is I could try to seduce Captain Planet, not like in a fully sexual way, but in a way to kind of draw him in that he's like infatuated with her because she has been known to be able to release pheromones that appeal to the person that she's trying to target. So if I could release a pheromone that brings in captain planet, that would probably be like, I don't know, fresh cut grass or spring water or clean air or a nice crackling fire or the smell of dirt that (laughs) might, that might like bring him in towards her. Okay. And what she has done in the comics is like, she's able to like kiss individuals both male and female and her lips contain like a toxin and they're able to like poison her opponents so she could use her powers of pheromones to draw in captain planet place a kiss nothing like too intense just a peck on the lips send those toxins over and could severely damage him she was able to do that to superman in the comics poison is a weakness of captain Planet. do you want to know how he was kidnapped yeah. So basically these two bad guys set a bomb up that was going to explode in Antarctica. <laughs> and they needed to call Captain Planet to help them. And this is uh, an example of a pun that he does. He arrives and he says, it looks like you've got an explosive situation on your hands. Hey, And then he diffuses the bomb. And then they think everything's good. But it's not. There's a, a trap door. Uh, so he falls down the trap door. And then it be, it fills with toxic smoke. And it poisons and weakens him. And then they're able to trap him. So, so maybe if I can just do that, <laughs> it will be. Uh, that would help me. I mean, your, me your well. plan is similar. You're you're doing something that you can poison him and weaken him. Yeah, I, th- I think that would help out. Uh, I don't know if um, poison ivy's captain plan is type though. Doesn't he's, matter. She's releasing pheromones. Do they work on him? He's not a human. He he might not even smell. <laughs> I thought you. But all right. So if my plan worked accordingly and the power rings were in space, technically he's now a human because he doesn't have the power of the pa- planeteers. Uh, he had the abilities of humans. I don't know what his official <laughs> race or uh, species the would be. Okay. Okay, so your plan is to get all their rings in space via your really tall beanstalk? Yeah. Then use pheromones to seduce Captain Planet and kiss him. Correct. Release okay. toxins over, knock him out, he's down. All right. And if any point at this fails, he just, like, fire blast your plants. I mean, I'm sure you're weak to fire, right? Do you have any fire-resistant plants that you know of? Not off the top of my head. Are there some? Probably not. Yeah, there might be some that are, like, a little harder to burn, but, like, you yeah. can just keep burning them. I mean, from basically what I can see in my research and what I know already about Poison Ivy is, like, she's basically, like, in terms of Avatar again, she's like a plant bender. I mean, she can mm-hmm. just use plants to do whatever she wants. She can make plants grow in size. She can, make, she can like, make plants seem like they're alive she can use vines and roots from the ground and and she can use spores and, and different types of toxins and all these different types of things to help her out. So I mean if you were just shooting fire at her, I'm sure she would just keep pulling plants out of the ground to basically form some kind of a shield around her. From fire. But you'd have to keep doing it. Like you'd have to Continuously. have plants. Yeah. Because they'd be dying. Can you can you create plants from not plants or can you just control existing plants i think she can i don't know if she has the ability to maybe create. if you had like a ton of seeds i guess you could keep like growing yeah. plants. i mean like if that. she was smart she'd have like a utility belt just full of seeds yeah all kinds of different ones too yeah. like oh i need to climb this building throw an ivy seed exactly. or i need to eat a bug throw throw a venus well, flytrap i don't trap. know because like she is like part plant more plant than she is like a human so i think she would be able to just conjure up things um I don't know. That seems At a little will. too crazy to just if, be able to create maybe. a plant from nothing. That's too powerful. Well, she's the one that went through um, went through that. So, but um, if one, one interesting thing too about her is that she's not going to get tired. Why not? Because she constantly goes through the process of photosynthesis. Oh, that's cool. To create energy, because she does not breathe in oxygen. She breathes in CO two. Oh, that's interesting yep but at the same time that's also helping you then because then she's releasing oxygen which i'm guessing is what captain planet needs to live but if he's not a human then yeah i don't know unclear maybe he doesn't really need that it is it is very unclear so i i it sounds like we agree that like on paper captain planet's like basically like god powers You'd have to be creative to stop him. But possible. Because, like, initially you only have to fight five kids. Yeah, I've got five kids. Like, so these kids do have the control of those elements. So, like, the fire kid could potentially mess you up. That's true. The water kid, I'm pretty sure you don't have to worry about at all. No, that would help me, if anything. The earth Unless... one, I'm not sure what earth could do. Like, you could maybe, like, move, like, mess up the soil your plants are growing in. But you could probably just, like, grow I could grow just reverse of, it. Yeah, you could just grow them out of the soil. Right. Well, you can't move the soil, right? Like the whole plant out of the soil? Well, like what if his earth power, he just like took all the soil away? Like he moved the soil? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can just remove soil. (laughs) Well, he'd just move it out of the, out of from where your plant's growing. Then I would just move it to another place. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The plant, you'd move the plant. Yeah, I would just move the plant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, air, not that helpful. No. Uh, heart. Not that helpful. So it's fire kid. So you just have to worry fire, about that fire, fire kid. Fire my, I mean, it's like classic Pokemon. I'm i yep. I'm a, I'm grass type fire. Mm-hmm. Fire is my weakness here. Uh, yeah. I mean, going off of what I said, I mean, if I can use my toxins to my advantage, any poisons that, uh, she has coming off of her pheromones as well. Uh, just using all the plants, roots, vines, anything like that to her advantage could definitely help her. And, um, I mean, I know it sounds corny, but it kind of comes from captain planet, which was kind of a cheesy show. I mean, he hates pollution
1: sure does and it's his weakness
0: it's his weakness pollution is his weakness and especially because one of the rings is heart the opposite of heart is kind of like hate in that's a way exactly what they say in the show yeah so i mean that really could uh could drive him down especially if she's saying negative things to uh captain planet i suppose during during that time period but uh yeah i think that's uh i think that's what we're looking at here uh, anything you'd like to add? Any fun facts you have for, uh, for Captain My Planet? original fun facts were gonna be just all the voice actors that did uh the villains. So I was trying to see if I could find uh any more fun facts. I mean, these aren't that fun. It it did have like a like it it kind of started like a franchise. Like it spawned a like an actual environmental charity. Oh cool. Um I think by one of the found one of the creators. Not Ted Turner, the other one. I forget who, who I said. I think she started Environmental Charity. Okay. Uh, There was also a 12-issue comic series that that came out of it. Um, There's a video game based on it that is supposedly really bad. Not surprising. Um, So you remember how one of the villains was named Duke Nukem? Yes. So this Captain Planet villain was first. So the video game Duke Nukem originally changed the spelling of his name. Really? To not match. But then they found out that the Captain Planet character was actually not protected by anything. So they changed it back. Huh um the voice cast like i said uh the voice of tom Cruise. i'm uh, sorry the voice of captain planet was almost tom cruise oh that would have been epic uh the guy they ended up picking would oh, he just ran all the time <laughs> no he can fly oh okay. the guy they ended up picking david coburn i believe is french or lives in france now i don't know but uh he he got the role let's see how close was tom cruise apparently he has a passion for environmental protection and was the original choice for the role and supposedly even voiced him for six episodes before leaving. But who knows? Interesting. Um, like I said, it it spawned a real life environmental organization. I'm going through a bunch of facts on the website. Sure. Um, it was one of the first animated shows to deal with AIDS and HIV. That's pretty serious. That was like one of the villains had like, uh, some type of HIV plan. He dealt with drugs. Poison and Ivy's not helping with that, he with was, all of her uh, temptation and bringing people in. He was uh, spreading a lot of, like, wrong information about AIDS. Like, it can be contracted through touching. Oh, wow. And he was using it to, like, ostracize a kid. Wow. That's, that's a really, like, deep episode. Yeah, the boy that with the HIV, played by Neil Patrick Harris. Huh. Mom, played by or voiced by Elizabeth Taylor. I wonder if he, they chose him on purpose, but I don't, he probably wasn't out by then. He was, he was super young um i don't i don't know yeah um his toy line featured packaging that was not that environmentally friendly (laughs) it was made from recyclable materials and they like said it was as eco-friendly as could be but it was still made of plastic but they also had to make money at the end of the day yeah yeah and they might eventually make a captain planet movie rumors have been swirling for years so i was actually reading this so there um like a couple years ago leonardo dicaprio his production company really wanted to was in talks to making a captain planet movie because leonardo dicaprio was like really big in environmentalism yep but i don't think anything's come from that and there's also on youtube if i find the link i can i'll put it in the show notes i think i know what you're gonna say uh who made it don cheadle but who made it like funny or die yeah. yeah so funny or die made a captain planet parody trailer or was it like a bunch of like segments mm, i think know? it's a bunch of shorts uh and he plays captain planet and yeah, he, he looks funny. he looks exactly what a live action captain planet would look like <laughs> like they painted him blue and he has green um hair and you know in the style of a mullet and um it's pretty funny if i find it i'll, I'll uh, i should be able to find it's it it's very yeah. funny uh, a couple of fun facts about uh, Poison Ivy. So, like we mentioned, she was in your favorite of the Batman, Batman and Robin. Yeah, no, that's garbage. Batman okay. Forever. Sorry, the one I confused sorry, I with. couldn't. I couldn't keep. It's not keep my track, favorite. Yeah. So, so I just Bat- think it's funny. So she was. So it was. Por- she was portrayed in Batman and Robin by the actress Uma Thurman, and she has not been played in a live-action Batman film uh, since then. Uh, But they are uh, currently working on making a series – or not a series, but they're looking to make a film called Gotham City Sirens, which is going to be set in the DCEU maybe kinda, I guess. And apparently Harley Quinn is is set to be in it again, played by Margot Robbie, and they would include Poison Ivy, but there has been no casting for it yet. Uh, Poison Ivy was also in the Lego Batman movie oh right yep Mm -hmm. she's one of the villains in that and uh but a lot of people know her right now because she is a character in the show gotham she's one of like the main uh characters that's been in the show i stopped watching that show after like two seasons it was fine but i just kind of got tired of it but so many um, things to watch these days yeah it's 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 really really tough i think that actually ends like Really soon. Oh, okay. the last episode. Things coming up, but so she was in that show. So that she's so she's kind of had a live action presence through that show on Fox. But um, I have some uh, some interesting facts about both the character Poison Ivy and also real Poison oh, Ivy. Oh, that's perfect. That's it. Little the little, little edutainment. Ex- I'm going to try to do a Captain Planet here. Just like I'm gonna Captain try Planet, entertain and you're learning and, learn and having fun. Uh, so originally, she uh, Poison Ivy was modeled after uh, professional model Betty Page, and she was originally depicted as wearing a one-piece, form-fitting bathing suit, which she kind of has that kind of going in a sense. Except instead of a bathing suit, it's kind of like plants, plants, and, and stuff around her. Uh, she was the character was inspired by a, a short story called Rappuccini's Daughter, which is about a girl who tends a garden of poisonous plants. And eventually becomes resistant to the poisons, but becomes poisonous to others. Oh, uh-huh. so sad. So I kind of mentioned this. Although she's described as a villain, she would describe herself as an eco-terrorist of global importance. And in the comics, she's actually made a lot of fil- philanthropic contributions to conservatism within Gotham, trying to help out there. Um, she debuted on screen for the first time ever in uh, an episode of the Batman animated series called Pretty Poison, which was the fifth episode in 1992. She was not in the 60s show with Adam West. She did not appear in that. And then, like we mentioned, she appeared in 97 in the Batman and Robin film. Uh, And like I also mentioned, uh, her best friend is Harley Quinn, which she has a friendship and also sometime a rivalry and relationship with as well. Now, fun fact about poison ivy. What I've, you've all been waiting for. That's it. Exactly. Have you ever had poison ivy? Uh, I don't. Very little. Like I don't react super badly to it. I've never had it, as far as I know, as I start to itch my arm. <laughs> um, so, which I really, I feel like I did know this, but I just forgot about it. So the poison ivy, it comes from an oil that's on the plant itself. And the oil after... A time period is what starts to form like a rash on your skin. And for everybody out there, if you have poison ivy and you have the rash and then you touch somebody, you're not going to spread it because by then the oil had gone away and your skin is just reacting to it being there and you're not going to be able to transfer that rash over because it doesn't have the oil anymore. So just because you touch someone that has poison ivy and they have a rash, you're not going to get it. But if someone has that oil on their arm and then you touch that right away... You're going to have that oil on your arm, and then you're going to get poison ivy from that. Uh, the the oil is called uh, ursine oil. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I'm saying a lot I'm of. I'm sure words. you are. I'm, I'm sure not, that was right. I don't think so. Sounds right. But so it does. It does take some time though for your body to start to to rash up. So you could try to wash some of it away if you know that you that you had it. Um. Everybody knows it has that like distinctive look to it. I believe it's was it the three leaves, right? Three leaves, and three they're leaves. oily looking. And they're oily looking, shiny. yeah, like yeah, shiny. they're shiny, yeah. So, so stay away from them. Um, you can use like cool water to to wash it off. Baking soda. You can buy some over the counter things, uh, some calamine calamine lotion to basically help with it as well. But I mean, you know, just don't touch it. And if you get it, just just treat it as quickly as possible and. Um, a lot of people say like, if you scratch it, like it'll make it worse. Like not necessarily it might, that's at that point, you're just irritating your own skin. You're not making the rash that was already there any worse than, than it was before. But, uh, that's Dr. Steve's, uh, botany play here. Maybe I should, uh, start a side podcast where I give advice on, uh, taking care of yourself going out in the wilderness. First episode is the difference between poison ivy and poison sumac and poison oak you want to do it? You were the Eagle Scout. No, I was not an Eagle Scout. I apologize. Just Boy I thought you were. No, I just made it like halfway. Oh, not I'm either. sorry. I, I hope I'm not bringing up any like, negative memories or anything mm, like that. No, no, no. Happy, uh, good memories. Okay, good. I had a good time. Good. Um, I do not know the difference. Uh, okay, that's fine. I wasn't, I, I think I did a Cub Scout, if that. I was at like the lower, lower level and I wasn't in on it. So, uh, yeah, so that's what we got. Uh, anything else you want to add before we start wrapping up here? No? Nope. All right, cool. Uh, so hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. Happy Earth Day to everybody. Maybe try oh, doing something. Yeah, happy Earth Day. I know. Uh, I know some. If you're an older listener, maybe your kids are on um, spring break, or maybe if you are on spring break, enjoy it. Um, you know, but, go outside. But think about the Earth a little. Think bit. Think about you the know, Earth a little bit. You know, just something, something simple. Don't chop any trees down this weekend. Uh, Our the school I work at is currently on spring break this week, and on Thursday we had a half day. And, uh, what our school did is we had all the students go throughout the community and, uh, clean up a little bit and picking up trash and different types of things that we found. And, and I mean, there were some, you know, kind of gross things that we found. Like we found some like razor blades and just like laying in the streets and stuff like that. So gross. I mean, if you just see something, you know, pick it up, just try to help recycle. Did you hashtag trash tag anything? I did not. You should have done it. You should ride the wave. I should have trash it. Even though I think it. it's kind of on uh, is it, is downward. It going downward. Is it going it's down? That's hard to tell, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's you always... You never know with hashtags. There's always new ones. And, I mean, you shouldn't not clean up because of that, because it's not a popular hashtag anymore. Like, right. still clean up stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you see something that's simple, just pick it up, throw it away, recycle it, whatever you need to do. Just, we only have one planet. Take care of it. That we know of. I wish people with more powers would think the same thing, but... Maybe grassroots. Maybe, maybe uh, someday. Maybe someday. We'll have to see. Uh, so remember, there will be a poll on Twitter for you where you can vote for who you think would win between Poison Ivy and Captain Planet. Remember, we are on Spotify now. So if you prefer to listen on Spotify, I can already see that there are some downloads coming through Spotify. So cool. glad to see that's uh, that's helping us there. And uh, remember to vote for the Tomato Meter. Fill it out. Guess which movies you think will score... Uh, certain ways and if you win you will definitely get your own episode sometime might take us some time to get to it but you will absolutely get your own episode. if you pick something with like a really high production value that has to like get a lot of <laughs> ingredients and then cook them it might take a little while. it might take a little while but if you just pick but two if characters you just pick, yeah it's just like i think it'd be funny if i made them argue about like two silly characters then we'll just we'll just do it well, we can do that no problem yep no problem at all all oh, right. right. So please, as always, remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's our hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. The power is The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by their respective copyright holders.